0: Hey, welcome to the Word of God, where we get to open up the Word of God together this weekend. So grateful to have this opportunity. A few people that are in the room, give a shout out for all those that are on. Come on, come on, give a shout out. Let them let them know your voice is here. And uh, and just so grateful for all of you that are that are online. We live in special times right now that is requiring a special move of God and, and, a, and a special biblical perspective. And so I'm really, really thrilled to be able to open up the Word of God with you this weekend. I, not, not to start off negative, but I don't know about you, but I'm a little, I'm just kind of over with negative news. I, I'm ready for some good news. Is anybody ready for some good news? I'm, I'm ready to open up the good news. You know, Jesus came to preach the gospel. I'm not sure if you know what the word gospel means, but it literally means good news, it not only does it mean good news, but inherent in the word, it means a good messenger as well. So it's like the, the person who brings it is like embodying this goodness of a, 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 like an up spirit. And then also the news of which they're proclaiming is good. And so welcome to good news today. If you're tired of all the, the negative news, welcome to our new series called Stay Positive, Seeing the Good in a Negative World. And so we wanna talk about that today, and so I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm ready f- to be able to change a focus and to be able to, to to shift the atmosphere of my own heart, and and if I can just be transparent with you this weekend, um, I, I, I haven't done all that well in this area over the last several months. I've 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 wondered about when are we ever going to get back to any sense of normalcy again and and holding out for for that and and so i didn 't know if I was preaching this for you or if i didn 't know if I was preaching it for me i 'm probably leaning to the to the to the, d- the degree that i 'm preaching it for me, and you can listen to me preach it to myself is that all right and so so if, if you get something out of my conversation with myself, then uh, have at it because I, I think it 's going to bless you because i 'm trusting it 's going to bless me, whether it blesses you or Not. Check this verse out, our theme verse, out of Proverbs. It says this. It says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. I think we all know this right down here. Uh, A broken spirit saps a person's strength. And the more new negative news we listen to, the more negative news that we absorb, the more negative attitude that we possess. How many of y'all have come to this realization? My strength gets sapped. Just, it just saps my strength. But a cheerful heart, well, that's, that's good medicine. Uh, my wife and I went through our medicine cabinet recently and we were just kind of pulling out all kinds of stuff. And I, I found... I found medicine that was 10 years old and I was still thinking about taking it. I'm like, it expired in like 2009. We chucked all that stuff. And I began to think about what we need today. We need a cheerful heart. And I thought, you know what? I don't need the, the cheerful heart I had back, back in 2009. How many of you know that expired a long time ago? The medicine of a cheerful heart I had even in 2019. Well, that's expired by now. I need some today. Come on, shout today! I need some right now. And I, I remember when we were putting medicine down our kids' throats when they were toddlers. And we, we, I always noticed my wife; she was particularly the one that did it most of the time. She always did it with. She started with this trick: smile as if this is the most exciting thing on the planet. Like this is going to taste great. Well, after one taste, the kids realize that doesn't taste good. So that didn't work. And, and then you start, to, you start to hide it in the food, thinking the kids will maybe get it that way. Or, and, and then after that, it was like, okay, I'm going to reason with them. I'm going to reason with my kids and just tell them, listen, you will feel better if you take this medicine. It doesn't always work with a toddler, but I'm hoping that the word of God, God will reason with us. I believe God wants to reason with us this weekend. I believe God wants to reason with you. Listen, the, we've already had our strength sapped. We've had enough of the negative news, and so I want to talk about that. Enough of the negative news. Uh, that's my sermon title today. I, I, I'm a, I'm done with that. I want to be able to absorb the news that God has for me, and it is good. Come on, somebody shout good, right? It's good. And there's a thousand different reasons that we could a thousand different things that we could focus on that would be negative, but we're not gonna do that. But as I begin this message, I can already hear some people's thoughts. I can hear some people going, oh yeah, great. Optimism message, you know, for maybe somebody who has no idea about the reality of life. Okay, I I don't really want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to the writer of scripture that I wanna share with you who knew a lot about the reality of life. And before I even get to what the Apostle Paul said, I want you to see this. Here's his kind of life. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I've served him far more. I've worked harder, been put in prison more. How many of you know ministry qualifications in the New Testament? You had to go to prison uh, quite a bit, obviously. (laughs) Been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number. Some of you are like, hey, that sounds like my childhood, (laughs) And face death again and again. Five different times, the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I've traveled on many long journeys, have faced dangers from rivers and from robbers. I've faced dangers from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I faced danger in the cities and the deserts and on the seas. How many of you know this guy had some trouble? He had some trouble. And I faced dangers from men who claim to be believers but aren't. I've worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I've been hungry, thirsty, often gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Wow! That guy is the guy who wants to talk to us on this subject. The guy who wrote that is the guy who wants to tell us, come on, stay positive. This is what he wrote. Always be full of joy in the Lord. Always be full. Listen, because joy has an expiration date. And so last year's joy won't, how many of you know, 2019's joy ain't gonna work in 2020. 2020. Come on. And I would even say February of 2020's joy don't work for September 2020. I need some September 2020 joy. (laughs) So Paul writes, by the way, from prison. He writes, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. You would think, this guy has lost his mind. He's lost his mind. Or he, has, he is out of touch with reality. He doesn't really know what's going on in the world, but that's why I read to you his life and the stuff that he experienced already. He outdoes anybody I know of all the kind of stuff and beatings and, and cr- uh, cruel life stuff that he went through. He's like, he had it. He experienced it. And he's the guy who says, always. Be full of joy. So enough of the negativity. I wanna give you a couple of thoughts about some truths that we need to know. And then I wanna show us through the scriptures how we can possess this so that we can always be full of the right stuff. Does that sound good? All right, here we go. Truth number one is this that you need to understand. Your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. This, this past summer, uh, because I wasn't guarding my thoughts enough, I began to having heart racing, mind-boggling, all-out anxiety attacks, where I went to the doctor. And I'm sitting in the doctor's office. I brought my 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 wife, I'm like, just come to the doctor's office with me. And and so she's sitting there, and I just turn to the doctor and I go, I'm freaking out right now, just being here. And so he's like, goes through all the tests, takes my blood test, everything turns out normal. And he's like, you know, you're just freaking out. That's the bottom line. And so I I remember being on a bike ride about a day or two later, and I'm riding down to Walgreens, and I'm I'm talking to one of my very good good friends. And who's learned to have victory over this type of of anxiety. And so I'm talking to him and I wanna give you the advice. He gave me four pieces of advice. I'm gonna give you one that he gave me. I'm gonna give you the first piece of advice that he gave me and I just wanna pass it along. And he said this, he goes, Bob, I want you to think about what you think about. I want you to think about what you think about. And I mean, I'm a guy. I don't know what I'm thinking about. <laughs> Most men have no idea what they're thinking about. And so this is gonna be a chore. I'm like, what do you mean I gotta think about what I'm thinking about? And so since then, I've been able to, now not always beforehand, sometimes afterwards, and sometimes after somebody else's catches, catches me. Because um, recently I was, I was expecting a phone call or a text from someone. And when the phone call or text did not come through, I, out of my mouth, in front of somebody else, said something, and then they turned to me and go, that's pretty negative. And I realized, wow, I'm about to preach on this. This is great <laughs> that I got confronted with my worst case scenario pattern of thinking. Right. Wow. That I was like, you're right. Why, did, why do I have to go down... That road thinking that, that, that it, because I didn't get the call, because I didn't get the text, that that must mean this. Think about what you're thinking about. Come on, say that. Think about what you're thinking about. Here's why because my life goes in the direction of my strongest thoughts, my most dominant thoughts are directing my life. Check this verse out out of Proverbs. Four twenty-three in the NCV. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. If you don't like where your life is think about what you're thinking about. If you don't like the direction of your life begin to think about what you're thinking about. All right, so first thought that we need to know. Second thought is this. You can have a positive life living in a negative world. Amen. That's I'm, that, This right here is preacher's way of listening for an amen of those that are in the room. One more time. You can have a positive life living in a negative world. Amen. It's all muffled through marsh but they said Amen. So I got got a question for you. Where do you see yourself in the future? How do you see your life turning out? What thoughts are the most dominant thoughts of your life? Because you've got to believe that you can have a positive life living in a negative world. The apostle Paul believed that. Check this out out of Romans chapter eight. He said stuff like this. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we're killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. This is what a guy says who wrote, who had God's perspective, who experienced pain, who experienced trials, who experienced setbacks, who experienced all kinds of trouble that this life brings just from preaching the gospel. Loving Jesus, answering the call of God in his life. But he's like, no, 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 overwhelming victory is ours. Not just victory, I like how he writes it, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It's like, this is so good. The enemy gets squashed so bad. (laughs) And look at this. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. So let me ask you a question. What are you convinced of? See, I told you, you just get to listen in on a conversation of where I get to preach to myself. But I realized I was convincing myself of negative scenarios. Oh, it's going to be this long before church is ever this back to normal. It's going to be this. As if that determines what God does. Convince? What am I convinced of? God wants us to be convinced of some of the stuff that Paul's convinced of. And that is that nothing can separate us. An overwhelming victory is ours through Christ, I'm convinced nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell. Whoops, that was a touch. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wee. That's good right there. How many of you know that's good news? That's good news. Now, if you don't know how to start a conversation in it, to somebody you don't know, one of the easiest way is just to talk about the weather. And everyone's pretty comfortable talking about the weather because we're all experiencing it. So people, like when, in the middle of July, people are like, whoo, it's a hot one. It sure is. Over a hundred. Yeah, over a hundred. Winter hits, like, man, it's freezing cold out. Yeah, 14, gonna be colder tomorrow. <laughs> and we all like talking about how horrible the weather is, as if we don't have homes we live in, workplaces that have temperature controls, as if most of our life isn't lived inside some sort of a box that controls the temperature just like we can have all the weather out there, but we can come inside and we can have a positive experience inside a house even though the weather might be negative outside, I'm here to tell you when Jesus gets in your home inside, you can have a positive life in a negative world. You gotta know this. You gotta be convinced of it. You gotta know. I know that I can have a positive life even in a negative world, even in 2020, even in pandemics, even when there's fires and smoke and all, all that's going on, even in all of that, I can have a positive life in a negative world. So come on, talk to me about how. You ready? You wanna know how? All right. Number one is this. I'm just gonna give you two thoughts. Change the dialogue. Change the dialogue. There were always mountains that people had to face throughout time. There were always giants People had to face throughout time. One of the most popular giant facing battles is David and Goliath. Goliath taunts the people of Israel, and all the Israelites talk about Goliath. Ooh, he's big. He's strong. He' gonna kill us. Pandemic, smoke, ah, floods. It's bad. Election's coming. Uh oh. Woo. Thinking bad now. Ooh. David shows up on the scene with all of that talk. And he's the first person who brings up the name of God. And he changes the dialogue. He's like, excuse me, that's a mountain. Oh, excuse me, election year. Excuse me, pandemic. Excuse me. I understand. Goliath's real. I'm not denying reality. Staying positive, the definition of it, is not denying reality. It's accepting a higher reality. It doesn't deny that sickness exists. It doesn't deny that people die. It doesn't deny that people lost their job. It doesn't deny that you're homeschooling going crazy. Doesn't deny any of that. It just accepts a reality. That's higher. And so we need to be like David, who shows up on the scene and brings God into the conversation. Okay, I understand. That's real. Yep, yeah, that's real. That's real. Can we talk about Jesus? Can we talk about, yeah, these are special times? That means, oh yeah. I know what? Everything's been unprecedented this year. I would just like a little precedent. Just something normal. And let me give you something normal. God's still on the throne. God's still in charge. God still holds the last move. God still has the ace up his sleeve. God's like, while we all on the planet freak out, God's like, hold on, I'm about ready to send revival on the planet unlike this world has ever seen. So listen, this is just a little little segue from the message. Church, wake up. Be awake in this hour. And I don't mean be awake to all the news. I don't mean be a, I'm not, yeah, go ahead. Read some news every day. Be aware. But don't read that more than the good news. Be awake spiritually, be ready because God is on the move. And God's about God wants to use you in this hour. But he's like, come on, I got to be the lifter of your head. Yeah, listen, everyone else in the world's discouraged. I need my church to have some courage. Everyone else is depressed. I need my church to carry some joy. Everyone else is hopeless. I need my church to carry some hope. Come on, it's time for the church to rise up. The world's negative. The church has got to carry. Spirit of faith. So I got to change the dialogue. Now, in order to get full naturally, something's got to get into my mouth. I got to eat it. But in order to be full spiritually, something's got to come out of my mouth. And so I've got to, like when Jesus showed up and there were thousands of people that were hungry and there was one little boy's lunch, here's what he did. He didn't go, oh dear God, I don't know if you see this problems that we're in, but people about ready to starve to death. Here's what he did. It says this, and Jesus took the loaves and the fish, and it says this, he thanked God. Something came out of his mouth. He changed the dialogue. He thanked the Lord. When Lazarus was dead in a tomb, he came up to the tomb, and he thanked God that he heard him. He changed the dialogue. Everyone else was weeping. Everyone else was depressed. Everyone else was like, if you just would have been here, if you would have done this, God. God's like, and Jesus shows up and goes, I thank you, God. He changed the dialogue. If we are going to stay positive, you gotta have some people in your life that will go, that was negative. I loved it. It was my brother, by the way. My actual natural brother. Your church people, you go, which brother? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. You gotta, you gotta live close enough that you're not the only person hearing what comes out your mouth. That's why we love life groups. Get in a life group. Someone go, that was negative. And don't be like, oh, offended. Go, I needed that. Man, I gotta get in a group so someone else can hear what I got used to. mm-hmm, That good right there. I need to be close to somebody else because there's things and tones. There's words, there's attitudes that I become accustomed to that aren't in line with the kind of stuff that Paul talks like. And somebody else goes, "Oh, wait. What about that right there?" It's like, "Thank you. I needed that." So we gotta learn to like be like David. Yeah, I'm not denying that glass there. But I just I got a high reality. Because the God who rescued me from the mouth of a lion and the mouth of a bear, he oh, he's gonna just take this little giant right here. He's gonna squish him down, we're gonna have some overwhelming victory. Come on, somebody, shout amen. <laughs> Change the dialogue. That's what Hebrews says. Therefore, by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of Of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So it's like, my, 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 my. This is part of changing the dialogue is I'm gonna give thanks to the name of God. You say, well, listen, that might be easy for you to do because you got this going on and you got that good thing going on or you got that. Listen, I'm not talking about your circumstance, about the fruit of our lips and giving God praise. Let me just ask you this question. How good does God have to be? Now, I didn't say how good does He have to be to you. Just how good does God have to be before we start giving Him praise daily? How good does God have to be before every day I just thank Him for who He is? I'm just here to tell you, He's way better. Than your wildest imagination and my wildest imagination. Last time I checked, he already out of his goodness died on a bloody cross to forgive me of every sin I've ever committed or ever will. I'm pretty good. Nothing will separate me from the love of God. Death, life, angels, demons, powers up, powers down, nothing. God's good. How good does he have to be before every day I just said, God, you're so good. God, you're so good. You're so good to me. Man, you got to be an old timer to remember that song. Any old timers watching? Any, any old timers in the room? You don't wanna, you're not an old timer. You just know the song because you're just, you're well versed. <laughs> in historical Christian worship. But that was a song that we sang back in the day. God, you're so good. And he is. Let's change the dialogue. Through your mask, just mumble to somebody, change the dialogue, change the dialogue. All right, now. All right, I've given you two action points, okay? It's not gonna be hard to remember, two action points. Just... Change the dialogue. And my second action point is actually something you are not going to do. And it's kind of (laughs) negative. It's a negative non-action item for an application point, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But let me explain myself. The other day, me and a couple friends were using a winch on the front of a pickup truck. And it was jamming up and it wasn't working right. And the, the owner of the winch yells out his truck because we're not listening. And he just yells out, stop! <laughs> In the midst of all this going on, we're just not doing it right. Stop, stop! And we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he wanted to get our attention. Now listen, stop so you can listen to what I have to say. So we're going to change the dialogue and then we're going to stop complaining. Complaining. If we're going to stay positive, we got to bring God into the dialogue. We've got we to not just talk about all the pandemic. we got to not just talk about all the fires. we got to not just talk about the election. we got to not just talk about everything that's going on in the world. We've got to bring God into the conversation. We have to change the dialogue. But then on top of that, I know it's a negative non-action item, but we have to stop complaining. And some of us, we are professional. We're not even gonna know what else to do. Like, what do I do? Well, you might have to be quiet for a couple of days. I mean, that's kind of what the Lord had to do on the first battle, walls of Jericho. He's like, hey, you march around it, but you be quiet. Because I don't need none of your complaining self. Because I'm about ready to move and do stuff that you ain't ever seen me do before. And I don't need your negativity messing with my miracles. <laughs> Here's what God thinks about Here's what God thinks about uh, Complaining This is a number Soon the people began to complain about the hardship And the Lord heard Everything They said Some of us are like swallowing hard right now <clears throat> He heard it all The Lord heard everything they said when they complained and the Lord's anger blazed against them. Here's the New Testament refers back to it and goes, don't complain as some of them also complained and were destroyed by this destroyer. All these things happened to them as examples. They were written for our admonition. In other words, we were supposed to learn from it. We're supposed to learn. So let's just bring God into the conversations. I don't know what's going on in your family. Let's bring God into the conversation. Maybe the relationships aren't where you want to. Let's bring God into the conversation. He's a restorer of relationships. He's a, he gives us the ministry of reconciliation. So yeah, I don't know what my finances are going to take. I'm going bankrupt. Let's bring God into the conversation. God's, God's really good at when you don't even know how to pay your tax bill. He's like, hey, go fishing. There's going to be money in that fish's mouth. That's what happened to Peter. I mean, I, God has all kinds of ways, miracles. He's a miracle-working God. You say, well, I need a miracle. Great! When we need miracles, the miracle worker is ready and willing and available to meet with us. So we can take the medicine of this world and we can be in harmony with negativity or we can take the medicine of heaven and we can just take that atmosphere of heaven and just bring it right down to earth and say, God, I want everything that you have in there. Your joy, your peace, your kindness, your goodness. I want the confidence that you got. I want it in me. What Paul had, he did it. He was a human. He lived this way. I want that. I want it on the inside of me. Is there anybody to say amen to that? You want that on the inside of you? You know, you want to just enough with the negativity. See, that's kind of what, that's my declaration over myself for the remainder of 2020. I'm just going to say, here we go, enough with the negativity. Enough with the negativity. I'm not going to be ignorant. I'm not going to be ignorant. I'm not going to be naive. I'm not going to put my head in the sand as if nothing's happening. I'm just going to look at it and then I'm going to lift my head a little higher. I'm going to see it. I'm going to recognize it lift my head a little bit higher. I'm just going to go, God, you're bigger. You're bigger. I want to pray for you today. And if you've been struggling and you've been struggling with negativity, you feel like your strength has been sapped. Like it said that, that a cheerful heart is like good medicine, but and the other is this sapsis of strength, and your strength has been sapped because you've got too much negativity. I want to, I want to pray a shaking of that off of you that are in the room, and I want to pray a shaking of it off of you who are listening. And I believe the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon me right now to pray a prayer that will break it. Now, listen, you got to walk it out. You got to do. You got to check your own dialogue. You got to believe that you can live a positive life in a negative world, and you got to believe. You got to understand that your life is going in the direction of your strongest thoughts. But you can change your dialogue. You can choose to say, I'm going to stop. Nope. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to stop complaining. And I'm going to bring God into the equation. And I want to pray for you. And then we are going to lift our voice and we are just going to declare the goodness of God. If you're in the room, why don't you stand up? Maybe even right where you are. Maybe you're in your living room. Maybe you stand up right now too. Let's honor the Word of God right now. And you get ready to receive this prayer. Okay? Lay hands on your own heart right now. Lay hands on your own heart. Now, Spirit of the living God, I pray over your people. I pray over your church. And where we've absorbed the negativity of the world, where we have absorbed that that, that spirit of unbelief or criticism or whatever it might be, complaining, we say, God, we repent of it right now. We repent of that complaining and that negativity. And we ask for forgiveness and we ask right now, would you release a spirit of faith upon our heart? Release a spirit of joy upon our heart. Release a spirit of peace upon our heart. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare the anointing of the Holy Spirit to fall upon your people, fall upon their mind, fall upon their heart, fall upon their life right now. Adjust their thinking, adjust their attitude and let the atmosphere of heaven invade their heart and mind right now in Jesus, Jesus' name. Overwhelming victory is theirs. Overwhelming victory upon them right now. Now listen, right here, right where you're standing, if you are listening to this, you're saying, I don't know if I have ever truly given my life to Jesus or I have someday and I've just, I've been doing my own thing. I need to come back. Pray this prayer with me right where you are. Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. I am yours. Come into my heart. I want to be your son or your daughter. I want to be born again. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Welcome to the family of God. Text in to us right now. We want to, yeah, come on. They're welcoming you here. <laughs> Text in to that number on the screen. We want to help you with your next steps. And right now, before we dis- before we go on to the rest of our day, I want us to lift our voices. Johnny, can you lead us in this? God's goodness. Come on, lift your voices together so good yes you are God. God you're so good we just declare his goodness together oh God you're so good you're so good come on lift it up lift it up come on we declare All week long, God is good. God is good. Watch your faith rise. Watch your spirit begin to be, be begin to be strengthened. Watch your strength return to you as you declare all week long. No matter what you face, God is good. God is good, and He truly, truly is. We love you, Life Church family. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week. Bless you.